Hey, this is Brenda the Bender. And this is Raw Dog Shore. And we are Brooklyn, Brooklyn Chicks. Welcome to our first episode of our podcast. And I have to tell you, I am so excited. And as you know, in Brooklyn, we do everything real, rated, and raw. raw. So today I want to introduce someone that's very special to the cast, our producer, Producer P. Just singing in the background. So let's get started. So today our topic will be about the 2018 school shootings. So I don't know if everyone has heard, but there's uh, this clip going around of this reporter uh, making a statement about the shooting. So give us a second. We'll let you hear what he has to say. Another high school shooting yesterday, this one in Florida, 17 dead, the last report I saw. And everybody sends their thoughts and prayers again because that works so well. This is the 18th high school shooting in America this year, and we have 10 and a half months to go. We've had 290 since 2013. We average about one a week, but there's just nothing we can do. So, I mean, what this guy said was so, I mean, profound. To say that, first of all, this is the 18th shooting of the year. I don't know how true that is, as CNN said, eight. But 1881 is just too many. Can we all agree to that? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, and I think we all know that race plays a part in this. This kid, how old, 19, shoots 17 people. 17 people dead, which is very sad. I mean, it's sad all across the nation. It's sad. It affects all of us because, of course, as we know, we all have a sister, a brother, a cousin, a niece, an aunt, somebody that could have been involved in this shooting. You know, so when we hear about someone 19 years old owning an AR-15 as opposed to something like a 9mm, I mean, not to say it's even better. There's no justification here. Listen. No child should have a gun, and I think that... This was a man, though. He's 19. 19, but also that he's so angry that he would go into a school where children are. Um, You know, there's an innocence that I think gets lost in this country when we think about children, schools, churches, where people that want to do something, that want to hurt people, instead of thinking about people that are bad, people that have done wrong, you choose those that cannot fight back. And we've seen this go on way, way, way too many times. And the question becomes... What now? As we sit down and see, even on the news today, Trump has some kind of meeting where parents from the shooting in Florida come together to kind of just cry out and outrage. And he's like, yes, we're going to do deeper background checks. Oh, no, um, because, you know, he all he always links it to mental health issues. This and, is NRA money. That's what I'm linking it to. Big of course. Business. They're the ones why Paul Ryan won't speak up. They're the ones why everyone won't speak because they're the ones funding this foolishness. And of course, as you know, um, I think the only way, the only way they'll make even, they'll even consider changing the gun laws is because it's only if one of their children are affected by this. So let's say someone goes to a school where Paul Ryan's son is or where Mark Rubio's kid is and shoots up the school then, or maybe their kid gets shot. Maybe that's when they'll start to decide to do a bill and come together. But I think if it doesn't hit home for the people that need to make the decisions, they're not going to do anything. And that's sad because then you wait till something major happens and you wait till it affects you. But in reality, this affects all of us. And it's sad that they just don't see that. And, you know, one of the things that the father said of one of the girls that was shot, I think it was nine times uh, last week, is that if we wait for gun laws to change is going to be lots and long time to happen. 
But what about school safety? When you drop your kid off at the school door, who's watching them? And you know, we're in New York here, and let's think about when you go into a board of ed school and they ask you, oh, you have to present your driver's license. What does that really mean? What does it mean? Because I gave my driver's license. I'm not a lunatic. And you don't have a gun on you. But then the question becomes, if you if you got to put your kid in school and then you realize your kid has to go through a metal detector every day, I mean, you're thinking this school must not be safe. You know what I mean? But then you have to think about it the opposite way. Listen, I went to South Shore High and they in had... Brooklyn. Okay. And as we know, as time went by and they had a couple of shootings around the area, listen... They brought in the metal detectors. I mean, it's unfortunate, but you knew that a kid, your colleague, did not have a gun on them. The chances were very unlikely. But let's also be clear here. When she went to school, when I went to school at Clara Barton, across the street from Prospect Heights, we Can all we know say what that was about. Clara Bortion? <laughs> That's really? what they call it. Here's the foolishness. Let's think about this. We know that in those schools, you're not going to see mass shootings. You are going to see somebody get shot. Let's not, don't get me wrong. Targeted. Targeted. Somebody get shot. But they're going to come in there looking for somebody in particular to get back at them for what happened before. Or because they're trying to make a point. We get that. And somebody so, might get hit with a stray bullet in the way, but you know it's not going to be a mass of people getting killed. But somebody's intentions of leaving their house today is, yo, I'm going out to kill tons of people. But this is what this is what they were saying on um, NPR is that this AR-15 gun, it has the capability of killing so many people in so little time. Whereas opposed to, I'm not saying everybody should get a 9mm, but if you have a gun such as a 9mm or something, it can't do that much damage in that much time. And this is why they said, you know, a lot of people like the AR-15 because they use it for hunting and other things that they like. So the laws around it is very easy to get that gun. They make it easier to get an AR-15 than getting a you know, traditional gun as a nine millimeter or, you know, a Glock or whatever they call them. And, you know, I think when we're very honest with ourselves, the concept of gun laws is that even if gun laws in New York are strict and they're not strict in Nevada, we're going to see guns going across state lines with people driving versus taking a plane. So we really need to make a decision as a federal government to create some laws that will prevent and keep safety. And, you know, on another note, we were reading today about in Alabama, they're about to pass a law stating... Let's let teachers carry guns into the classroom. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it. Let's be real. And there was even, I was reading on the gram, they had this thing about a school in New Mexico where the people carry guns, the teachers. And they asked the kids, who feels comfortable knowing your teacher has a gun in Everyone here? raised their and hand. all of the kids raised their hands. I mean, you know, you just that just sounds dangerous in itself because you never know. A teacher could be distracted, showing somebody a lesson or something, and somebody just goes and grabs it and shoots somebody. So I don't even know how that creates a level of safety in the classroom, knowing that your teacher has a gun. You don't know if your teacher has mental issues. I mean, are they better no teachers out? I mean, so what's and the difference you know, here? You know, let's talk about when we say, okay, they have a gun, they're gonna be safe. So then that means the teachers are the ones turning around to kill people walking in the door. I mean, yo, I guess anyone gets it when it's time. That's it. You bring it, you get it. And, you know, this leads us to our next segment, What's the Hap? And this is just a segment where we talk about what's happening in the current events. And one of the things that uh, this conversation leads to is um, Corinne Gaines. This is a young girl. I believe she was, what, 23 years old? 23. Her family was awarded $38 million dollars. Um, after a six-hour standoff on August 1st, 2016, this happened, 
And it's happened in some small town, Randallstown, Maryland or something like that. And the bottom line is that the cops came there. She skipped some kind of court proceeding or whatever. They came there to, to see her. And I think her boyfriend also had an assault charge. Went there and this girl is literally holding a gun, a big shotgun, sitting there with her five-year-old son. So can you imagine sitting there with your five-year-old son telling him, yeah, you see the cops over there? You see him, right? What you want me to do? I mean, the clip is just so breathtaking because to imagine a girl sitting in front of her son telling the son, what do you want me to do? You see the cop? Do you, what do you want me to do to them? No wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. Just let me know what you want me to do. And to know that, you know, who knows the particular details of what happened in this event? Bottom line is she got shot. She's dead. The kid got shot, some injuries, but the kid is living, and I'm, I'm sure he's suffering some post-traumatic stress you know, um, disorder. However, to award, I understand the kid getting this money, but they even awarded people that weren't even in the house at the time of this incident. So her parents got 300 k um, for her mother and father, and then I believe her other daughter, who was not there, also got a couple of million dollars. I think this money thing coming out is really them just trying to make it seem like the government cares if somebody gets shot. Let's be real. We know they don't. Because, <laughs> you know, when I heard about the award, I was like, wow, this is really ridiculous with that kind of money. But when I really kind of sat down and thought about what was the leading up to how this woman got this way, they said she was struggling from mental illness, she was calling herself free people, she didn't believe in the government, and you know, even to Shaw's point about her sitting there with a shotgun, who has a shotgun sitting in their house? Like, I don't have a shotgun. I, I mean, if I had one, I'd probably be in trouble too, because I have a targeted person in mind. But definitively, <laughs> when you sit here thinking about it... What what do you expect to see when you're sitting in your house? What kind of goodness or graciousness you have in the house when you sit in the house with two small children with a gun? This woman was definitely off her rocker. And you know, there's nothing that could come come out, you know, uh, positive in that manner. When I think about it, how you get angry, even driving in road rage, road rage. Imagine if you had a gun. That we kind of be, road. <laughs> we would be jailed. You know. So you think about the immediate rage that you have, and to think that you know what. If you're that pissed off, you just say, you know what, I had this gun on me. Yeah, I'm going to feel the right to use it and shoot somebody. Where it's something that you didn't have the time to think about it. Or you don't have a gun, so you don't think about pulling out a gun to shoot somebody. You probably curse them out, stick the middle finger up, key their car, whatever you need to do. But you're not going to take out a gun and shoot and take someone's life just for road rage. So it, it just it's just senseless to me. And you know what? I wish we could live in a world where no one has guns except for the law enforcement. I mean, maybe that's just... And as we kind of think about the end of this, and we think about the money that she got, and it's very sad that she passed away, and all of the stuff that's going on with her son. My only question, and I guess it's kind of open-ended, is, is justice money? Does the money that she created or the family got, is that going to make it feel good? Do we as citizens, you know how family may say the money doesn't bring her back, we get it. But do we as citizens feel like life has been resolved, or that the government has done enough, or that the police force was right? Because she got money. But also, too, there's people that, you know, even if you Google this case, you see there's a lot of people that they start talking. Now they want to bring up the Sandra Bland, the Philando Castillo. And this, to me, this doesn't, it's not the same situation. It's not the same situation with her getting that money. So, yes, she got that money, but those cases were still dealt with unjustly. And so for this case to happen and for her to have a gun and it to be a slight bit 
you know, justified. It just doesn't link the two cases to me. You know, this is, uh, this is a lot of money, I think. And of course, I believe the kid deserves it. But I think to give it to the other folks, I just think it was not necessary. Maybe they're trying to overcompensate for the lack of justice in the other jurisdictions. But I just don't see that money, you know, doing much. And you know people don't get that money right away. Well, gotta, they got another week to go. But and you know what they're going to do with that money. Let's be honest. Let's <laughs> come on, let's believe. I believe. <laughs> you I believe. believe. Those two kids is going to get a great education. I believe. So, the next thing that's happening is, this I is hilarious. These first two topics has been trade by my bill. And I'm looking for something <laughs> much well, better. The, well, this is a little bit upbeat. Well, for me it is. Well, you know, R. Kelly... He's in the news, um, reportedly evicted from his burglarized and alleged sex cult, Georgia Mansion. I'm very sad about this. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Let me tell you why. I love Aura. This man to a fault. is a lyricist. That's true. And I've got to tell you, I would go to every Aura concert, but Sean told me I'm not ghetto enough to be there. <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> she really is not. Come on, let's be honest. At all R. Kelly concerts, you know you're going to see the top three things. Everybody's going to have a blunt in their mouth, okay? Absolutely. Everybody's going to have the juice. Hennessy. And everybody's going to have a fur, even if it's in June, okay? Let's with be that. honest. She does none of the three. <laughs> none of the three. Oh, so she I really down with the dog juice. So... But Maybe not in public in a concert while people are smoking weed. Let's be real. <laughs> I must say, you know, um, R. Kelly, he's been on the low with his sex cult, his sex dungeon. He owes $23,000 in un- alleged, alleged $23,000 in unpaid rent. Okay. First of all, how much is his monthly rent to owe $23,000? Is that what, two months' rent? I don't know. But the bottom line is. It's the remix to eviction. He gotta get out the kitchen. Can we say that? R. Kelly, listen. I don't know. Maybe we maybe we could put him in the homeless shelter system. I mean, oh. then then he can then he can start the sex cult there. Who knows? That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you though, Ara, as a loyal fan who sees nothing wrong with a little bump. And with I the twelve year, with the twelve year old, can we say Alleged. that? And can we all say Benda has children? So I mean, <laughs> to to support this guy is Alleged. unbelievable to me. Okay, Alleged. but anyway, back to what I was saying. I'm gonna create a hashtag here. Aura, where's your money? What's going on with you, man? <laughs> You're letting me down in these streets. I'm trying to fight for you. It's expensive to run a sex cult. Alleged. It is expensive to run an alleged sex cult. Okay, especially with young girls. You know, they all want Jordans. They all want the Jordans. You got to get them like a monthly supply. They got to get these things. Come on now. But let's just end that. Um, I wish you all the best, R. Kelly. I do. All the best. I do. And I can't wait for you to come back to New York. Anyways. Oh. Maybe, see that voice right there? That would have made it. Maybe you could have sang the national anthem. Because I tell you this, Fergie, can we all say Bummerville? So I want you guys to hear this clip. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard it, but who hasn't heard it? Please listen to Fergie. That was the remix of 
Yo, this thing, yo, when I was li- when I heard this, I was like, is she for real? Like, I thought she was really trying to punk us. Like, I really thought she was trying to punk us. And then I was like, no, Fergie's really going in like she's doing a good job. And I don't know if everybody see this guy, the basketball player. I think his name is Draymond Green. Yo, his face was priceless. Like, what? Everyone was, uh, people were laughing. I think um, Curry had made a couple of comments about it. And, you know, I, I, now I feel bad for her because now she's saying she was trying to try something different. No, Fergie, don't try nothing different. Absolutely. If you want to try something, get back with the black eyed peas. I listened to it. Oh. And I have to tell you, I did not think it was that bad. <laughs> I thought it was good that she decided to try something different. Everybody's singing this song the same. She wanted to put a little twist no. on it. Fergie's no. feeling high. You know, she just finished her show, The Four, Big Up Evie. And oh, while God. she's doing that, she's feeling herself. And what better way to do it than to remake? You know the thing about it is, Fergie, and I gotta give it to you, no one fails if they don't try. No, I'm sorry. She tried numerous times at the rehearsal. There is a rehearsal to this, as we all know. And she failed then. So why so who not? Her? Who told her? You need somebody to tell you? I do. With that voice? She's a professional. Well, that did not, that was a bummer. I mean, Fergie, I like her as an artist, but I mean, and I appreciate the fact that she wanted to try something new, but that just was a bummer. Sorry, Fergie. Oh, 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 see. (laughs) Very jazzy. So, our next segment is What Not. And this is basically the same what you should not wear what you should not eat what you should not do very simple just what not and what i saw the other day was black china doing a failed failed attempt at superhead's job <laughs> it was horrible now if you even compare the two videos of superhead and black china Come on, how is Black China even relevant? That thing kept flopping on her lips. I mean, you're supposed to keep it in. We all saw the lessons from Superhead. Deep throated. Your lips are supposed to touch the shaft all the way down. What the hell was Black China doing, man? Well, I can tell you straight up, I'm not an expert in these parts of town. Well, let's get that right. I'm not an expert when it comes to mouth in these parts of town. <laughs> <laughs> right um... If you're going to bring it, bring it. I don't know if it was leaked, but can we just say, ladies, don't make a video with anybody because no one can be trusted. These hoes ain't loyal. And as Vibe said, you can't trust people. You really can't (laughs) trust people. Because the same person that's eating bed today that's telling you it's between you and me, get get them angry tomorrow and you'll see who is between you, me, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle. Social media. Come on. But really, don't put yourself in a position. But was this really leaked? That's the question. Is she trying to do a little Kim K? I mean, was it really leaked? Let's be honest here. How? How, Epic Sway? Fail. How? How? Epic fail. I mean, Epic fail. it wasn't. I'm telling you, maybe it really wasn't leaked. Because if it was leaked, she would have showed a better performance on this on his head game. Really and truly. This was horrible. And can you believe this? Dream. That's a daughter thing, right? Dream, Wilder, Winter. What's her name? Dream? Dream is going to see this when she gets older. That's the sad part about it because you know people done saved it. Well, it's off the gram. We couldn't find it there today. So it's probably in you porn. You porn, porn too. 
porn. Oh, oh. Peak. Come on. Oh, you know producer Pete knows about the porn hub. Let's be honest here. I think this takes us to our second topic and whatnot. So, we've all been here. Let me just tell you a little story that happened to me on Sunday. I had a bottle of Poland Springs. I sent my nephew. I'm like, yo, go get my Poland Springs. He comes back with a bottle. I'm like, where'd you get this from? By yourself. I'm like, this is not my Poland Springs. I felt it. I felt it wasn't mine. You felt the vibe. The vibe wasn't right. You say, no, it's yours. It's yours. And I drink it. And when I'm leaving, I go downstairs. And what do I see next to myself? My Poland Springs. Oh, my Which God. I drank somebody else's water. That's it. I'll take a last swig and be like, take the rest. And, and first of all, you know, kids are the n- nastiest. They don't wash their hands when they come out the bathroom properly. They dig up their nose. They crack. Listen, I don't trust any children's hand in my food, my drink. So, I, you know, I, I'm totally with you. And you know what? This thing that happened to you is equivalent to somebody who talks to you and they kind of like a spit just lands in your lip. Oh, what do you do? It's like, no. Your lip feels violated for the whole day. You can't scrub that lip enough. And you be pulling out the Blistex trying to prepare, but I have to tell you, I don't know. But what about when you're eating and someone sticks their fork in your food? Oh my gosh. Sticks their fork, eats it, then dips it back in. At that point, I'm full. (laughs) I don't care if it's the best meal ever. I'm full. You know what? You could have that. Thanks. You could have I'm it. I'm full. I'm totally full. <laughs> and you know, this is just a message for everybody. Keep your Poland Spring bottles labeled and keep your spoons out of people's food, man. Do you think about it? You drank that bottle. That person could have gave oh, head like Black China that night. <laughs> Listen, I'm you don't know. I'm hoping they didn't have one of those cold sores, air quotes. Oh, because you know, when you get those cold sores on the lips, yikes. You got to use that abreva. <laughs> you gotta get to use that that a breather. <laughs> so our next and last segment is check this, and it's basically just so that you guys know that um you should check it out. This is uh the the show we want you guys to check out is the chai. It's called the chai. Uh, this called? <laughs> I just want I just want her to correct me. It's shy. Get it together. Oh, oh my you gosh. Know, I, it was the chai. I can't. I was. <laughs> So, Shy is a new series. It's uh, filmed in the south side of Chicago. And it's basically a group of people who became linked by coincidence. And they're basically bonded by the need to connect uh, and to redeem themselves. This series premiered on Sunday, January 7th, 2018. It comes on at 10 p.m. Did I say it was on Showtime? On Sunday nights. Um, Executive producers, some of them is Common, uh, Lean Waith. 
And some of the good actors is that actor. What's that kid's name? Kevin, who was in Moonlight. He was a he was connected to gay activity, you know, little boy. Yeah. Producer Pete gave me the head nod. I know it's right. So, yes, Kevin, which his real name is Alex R. Herbert. Uh, there's Jason Mitchell. He was in Straight Outta Compton. I think it's a great series. I know I, I informed Bender to check it out. I don't know if you uh, saw a couple watched, of episodes. Watched, you know, I'm behind on a lot of shows because mm-hmm. I, I binge TV watch. So, I did get in the first three episodes, you know. And, you know, slight spoiler alert. As I was watching it with my daughter and she saw the young lad in the first scene, she's like, oh, my God. He's so good looking. He's so oh. cute. He's so dead. <laughs> yeah, that was clearly a spoiler alert. But um, it's a great show. Check it out, and we'll um post some things that we think about it um on our handle. So our handle again. I don't know if we didn't say it in the beginning. Right? Our handle is hashtag Brooklyn Chicks. B R O O K L Y-N-C-H-I-X-X-S. So let's just do as This is our first episode. I just want to tell you a little bit about ourselves, where we're from, so you know we're from Brooklyn, born in Brooklyn, raised in Brooklyn. Slay in Brooklyn. And I'm the first person in my family, with my family from Trinidad, I'm the first person in my family to be born in America. So I have the American dream. Bring it. But I have all things <laughs> Trinidadian. Wine, curry, and wine. Because I wine <laughs> like a bottle of Moscato, my friend. <laughs> and I as well, born in Brooklyn, Kings County. Me uh, too. <laughs> uh, Killer County, that's what they used to call it. Oh, in those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I would live in, listen, Brooklyn is my place. I would live here if rent is raised to $5,000 a room. I will hit the strip to afford to live in Brooklyn. This is where I live. My family is also from Trinidad, my mom, and my dad is from Grenada, Caracou. So, you know, I have the spice, and as Benda said, I also have the wine. So, again, thank you for listening to our first podcast. We hope that you hit us up. I'm so excited, and I want you to know it was a little bit of a bummer, but that's just the world we're living in today. Tons of bummy things. So, we'll try next week to be a little bit more upbeat and funny. But, you know, the thing about the purpose of this podcast is for us to talk about things that's real and that affect us as, I don't want to go into this whole as a people conversation because that's, that's a little bit too Black Panther, right? But regardless. Check that out. We will next week because we didn't see it yet, but definitely next week it'll be on the topic number one. So thanks so much. We are so excited to take on this journey with you all and we hope you're excited for us too. Thank Thanks you. Thanks to producer Pete. Signing off.